You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. That's right. You better believe that she does. I'm Nate Zimdars filling in for our fabulous farm director, Pam Yonke, this morning as we continue to work our way through World Dairy Expo Week. Myself, Stephanie, Charity, and Pam have all been out at World Dairy Expo the last couple of days. We will continue to be there today, so if you want to stop by and say hi to us, you'll be sure to find us somewhere on the ground. We'll be running around trying to catch interviews with anybody connected to dairy in one way, shape, or form, and you better believe you will find that at the World Dairy Expo. There continues to be a lot of excitement there. Just in late yesterday, a couple of Wisconsin champions in the International Brown Swiss Show, the top junior three-year-old cow that was chosen as intermediate champion, is owned by Top View and Brothers 3 of Watertown and received the Eugene Nelson Intermediate Champion Award. And the reserve intermediate champion went to Just So Defortunate E.T., the winning senior three-year-old owned by Just So Farm of Lake Mills. And then we also had Genlar Rasta Westland E.T.V., the winning fall heifer calf, as the junior champion and received the Norman E. Magnuson Memorial Award. Westland is owned by Seamers Holsteins of Lamira. Following as reserve junior champion was the junior champion of the junior show in winning winter yearling heifer, Shelburne BR Dell's designer NP. Designer is owned by Haley Gehrink and Kelvin Webster of Blue Mounds. It's always nice to see a couple of folks from Wisconsin being represented on the international stage at World Dairy Expo. For those of you who are interested in coming out to World Dairy Expo today, looks like the weather is going to be pretty nice for you. Do expect some sunshine and perhaps slightly cooler temperatures than what we have been experiencing the last couple of days. It'll be a nice 72 degrees. We'll be talking with our egg meteorologist Stu Muck here in just a little bit to get a full forecast for the weekend and beyond. Stay tuned. We have a great show ahead of you. Ever wonder what deja vu sounds like? Yeah, something like that. Because that's the sound of Dairyland Seed delivering the greatest soybeans in our history again. This year's lineup, led by Dairyland Seed and List E3 Soybeans, brings even better agronomic characteristics, even tougher weed control, and even higher yield potential. And once again, they're proven to outperform the competition in independent head-to-head trials. See the latest soybean performance results at showmethesoybeanyield.com. That's showmethesoybeanyield.com. You know, technology is a wonderful thing. We're hearing a lot about it here at World Dairy Expo this week. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But it also brings with it some unique challenges. Stop and think about it. All of that software, somebody has to study it and learn how to use it. And then the real sticking point for a lot of production agriculture, those software programs don't talk to one another. That means if I'm a dairy farmer that's got one software package I use to balance my feed, and another software package that measures milk, they don't work together. They don't talk to one another. Boy, that's cumbersome. And now a company is looking to change that. Carrie Spahn is the founder and CEO of IOTA. IOTA is designing a portal that will allow for all of the data that's created on any farm to come together in meaningful information that a farmer can then use. It's a problem that Carrie Spahn saw a long time ago, and she says now they're ready to tackle it. I've been in the industry for a long time working with the big, large companies, and I actually started out on a livestock operation. So I've seen all of the data changes over multiple years, been here for a long time. And 
as it's been changing, uh, the nuances have created even more problems. While technology is developed to try and enhance and make things more efficient, sometimes if we don't have it all put together correctly, it can make it more complex and more challenging. And the use of the data can actually go unused or, you know, just provide chaos um, and, and disable action because they don't know what to do with it. So what we decided at IOTA was we needed to solve that problem. How can we pull all the different data that's out there, which is a lot, to be honest. There's, you know, at least 10 different sources of data coming at a dairyman on a daily basis. And to deal with those multiple disconnected siloed pieces of data is quite is a full-time job in itself. And then to take and use that data effectively to make, you know, uh, use the trends and use the, uh, make the right action steps to move your operation forward is a whole nother operation, right? A whole nother complex step. So we've at IOTA have built a data platform to solve for that complexity of data use and put all the data in one place and allow that data to be um, collaborated within the platform and spit out business intelligence that makes it easy to use the data and actually make efficiencies happen and increase profits and margins along the way. Now, like you said, this is complex. I mean, super complex. How, how many, do you go by years? Do you go by hours? How much time has it taken to get to this stage for IOTA, Carrie? Well, yeah, we started, you know, if you count it with COVID in there, it's taken us uh, just about four years. And what we've been doing in the process of development of this platform is integrating with all the major different sources within the industry and the complexities within each system, because several of these systems that are being used on a daily basis have existed for some of them for 20 years. And so they're pretty, um, you know, old style. They're on farm. They're not in the cloud. So we had to make that kind of a system speak to cloud-type systems that are more modern and and be able to pull and collaborate that data together so that you could use it effectively. So about four years, and we still have a lot of work to do to pull all these different data sources together. What's the reaction been? Now, I know that there's that you're, you're being very careful as far as uh, who you share some of this with, obviously, because of the field you're in. But what's the initial reaction been, Carrie? Well, the industry wants it, to be honest. They want this because, like I said, it's taking time and effort on not only a producer, the owner can utilize this data more effectively of the dairy, uh, the stakeholders that surround the producers in making decisions like veterinarians and nutritionists, the companies that collaborate that bring feed in, for instance, need this data to be more useful and organized uh, and then, of course, we go you know, downstream to the rest of the value chain, like the processors and the retailers. Of course, they need that data to help understand efficiencies and delivering um, uh, you know, compliances and all of those type of, of environmental support type compliance objectives and sustainability objectives and then traceability on top of that. Everyone is relying on the data and we need to, the whole entire value chain right now is disconnected. And the reason IOTA is started at the producer level, we built the, the platform with producers, together with producers, for producers first. We knew that the producer's data was key to the entire value chain. And so that's why we focused there first. And that's a tough audience to gain uh, 
confidence. And, you know, they have to have a high level of trust when it comes to this information. Carrie Spons, along with us, founder, CEO of IOTA Solutions. This is a technology company that's focused in on helping farms and their partners gather all the data that they generate and turn it into meaningful information for everybody. Carrie, just for people that are not necessarily on a dairy farm every day, can you share with us or maybe elaborate a little bit on just how much data, how much raw information an average dairy can generate in a day? I'm sure that you've that you've seen some of those kinds of uh, uh, algorithms that you've had to work with. Maybe you can help them understand how how really sophisticated technology on a dairy is today. Right. Well, maybe it might be best for me to just kind of give you a list of all the different sources and systems that a, a producer and a farm is relying on on a daily basis. So cows, all the cows have information coming from them on a daily basis. We have production information, reproduction information, and health and fitness type of information coming from each cow. So imagine that. There's parlor information, all the equipment that's delivered, that's being utilized on a daily basis to, you know, bring the milk in efficiently, all has data attached to it and multiple sources of data. Um, financial data is related to making decisions, obviously. We got KPIs around accounting, risk management, planning. How about environmental data, temp, humidity, wind speeds, air quality, barn temperatures, uh, fan temperatures, water, agronomy, crop planning, harvest readiness, uh, milk per milk per acre. How about the processor data, milk quality, somatic cell count, which is you know a, a key element in testing whether they get paid on that milk or not. Um, we've got all the com- components like protein and fat data every day. Uh, commodities, forage, feed management, reproduction on the cow sensors, rumination, body temperature and activity, genetic testing, and future goals, management of the actual pens, feed management, all of the different feed uh, information, which is, uh, you know, at least a million dollars usually on some of these farms on a regular basis. So there's data attached to everything today. And imagine trying to manage that to make efficient decisions and turn that into action. So that definitely makes the point that this is a necessary service. Without giving away too much, Carrie, can you explain maybe for a dairy farmer that's saying, yes, yes, she's talking about exactly what I need. What's this going to look like? What are you going to do? What magic wand are you going to bring to make this all understandable to me on a daily basis while I think about managing my employees, while I'm out there, you know, talking to the veterinarian? Well, again, from almost day one, we started working with producers to develop our platform. So it's in a format that is relatable and usable by a producer because we we knew that that had to be a first step and a qualifier for anyone else to want to use it. So our platform makes it easy. We automate all the data integration, no more manual pulling data together. We We focus on saving time and automating that ingestion and aggregation. Our data is trustworthy, so they don't have to worry that this data, they have to go and check on that data. We verify and validate that the data is good quality data, and we fix the data if it needs fixing. Um, we help to make some of the decisions by pulling that business intelligence together for them. We've pulled it together with producers and stakeholders to make that easy on our platform. 
super easy to understand how to use the platform. We've designed it from the get-go. It's not a lot of complicated um, usage. It has videos to help teach you how to use the platform, um, questions and answers. Everything is very automated. You don't even need necessarily IOTA to help you onboard onto the platform. That's how easy it's going to be. Wow. Um, we make it easy for you to make economic-driven decisions by pulling in financials if that's something you opt for. And that's um, something that everyone's been asking us for is how do we hook this up to economics and make sure we're making the right decisions for our farm. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, a unique piece of what we knew we had to deliver from the get-go was this had to be able to provide unique value for every single farm. Turning data into profits. That's Carrie Spahn. She is the founder and CEO of IOTA Solutions. I-Y-O-T-A-H solutions.com. And again, like she said, tying it all together, not just for economic decisions, but also imagine the information you can supply to your processors for consumers down the line. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. Well, speaking about conversations about weather, it's been a little bit since I've had a chance to catch up with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck, and he's going to share his egg weather update with us this morning. And, you know, I got to think back to the last time we talked, Stu. Temperatures were probably about the same as what they are right now, and it was it was the middle of the summer when we last spoke, but uh, we still have those warm 
summer temperatures, which is a nice thing for all of those folks who are out enjoying World Dairy Expo. Absolutely. And those who are working on the corn harvest, or as I saw, starting up the bean harvest as well, and, and just all of the fall activities that are just so much more enjoyable when the weather is this nice. Oh, well, maybe a little hot if you're thinking about hunting, but otherwise, you know, not a bad pattern. We've had a very nice run of daytime highs in the 80s, uh, dropping into the upper 70s for most of us yesterday. Still a very, very fine weather pattern indeed, but a cool front has moved through from the northwest. It extends into far southeast Wisconsin this morning, up into the UP of Michigan, down to Illinois and Missouri. Rainfall, not a concern for us. The scattered sprinkles that did pop through. I did see one report, and where was that? Hayward had five hundredths of an inch yesterday. And I'd expect far southeast Wisconsin to report with a small rain threat from yesterday. But that front is through. The secondary front just off to the northwest of Minnesota and in the Dakotas, that front providing some rain in far northern Minnesota up into southern Canada. And that's the one that's going to slip on in and may account for a bit of a rain chance for most of us this afternoon or just into the evening hours, especially just afternoon at La Crosse or Mauston. And then that front itself slips through and could again very late Friday or into Friday evening mean a small chance of a little shower activity. And it helps to bring in the colder air. Temperatures begin to cool off pretty quickly. In fact, from the 80s, just on Wednesday, we'll be in the 70s for today, and I'd expect by the weekend in the 50s, could even be an upper 40 here or there. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a proud supporter of the pork industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to producers during National Pork Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious pork products for our nation and world, and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. We're back for more weather details from our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, you talked about the cool down that's going to be happening. What I'm curious to know is, is there a chance of frost? And do you expect this cool down to stay going forward and for all of us to feel true fall temperatures? Well, it's going to seem that way, certainly, as we head to the weekend. And I think there could be some frost. I'm especially looking uh, toward that Mauston area. I think the rest of us may have just a very small possibility. Temperatures next week turn around again. In fact, uh, back to normal or so. Tuesday, Wednesday, back up into the 60s and pushing up beyond that. So it's not going to be a real long-term event. But today, let's talk about some sunshine. Just the very small shower chance. A bit later today at La Crosse, the rest of us late afternoon or evening. And I'd expect temps today still up in the 70s. Call it lower 70s, if you will, just below 75. Southwest winds still about 5 to 10. And that chance of rain ending up clearing out overnight Mid and low 40s for lows, no problems here. West winds 5 to 10. Sunshine Friday, at least early. Clouds build in, the chance of a shower popping up later in the day or evening. Mid or upper 50s tomorrow with west winds gusting to 25. Sunny and drier then by Saturday. Low 50s, less than 55. Northwest winds 5 to 15. I'd say Sunday night, Monday night. That's when that chance of frost may begin to edge on in. All right. Stay tuned, everyone. And thanks for that egg weather update, Stu. Much appreciated. And I certainly hope that you take advantage of this nice warm weather. Get out there and enjoy.
This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck, thanks to Wisconsin Farm Bureau, the state's largest general agriculture organization for over 100 years. Join now at WFBF.com and Equity Livestock Cooperative, marketing your livestock, financing your operation, and supporting the livestock community since 1922. Keep up with Pam at MidwestFarmReport.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let our family help your family. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. It's Preston from Window World, and although I'd love to talk your ear off about windows, today's all about doors. Your front door can say a lot about you. Window World specializes in turning a bland entrance into a grand entrance. We have top quality products, a variety of paint and stain options, and certified factory trained installers. It's a no-brainer. Visit us at windowworldmadison.com. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art, energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. At Berkshire Automotive, we have a non-commissioned sales team, which is a polite way to say we don't really care whether you buy a practical Equinox, the rugged Silverado, or the speedy new Corvette. You've been told no before? Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. At Bergstrom Automotive, we teach our people to take no out of the vocabulary. 
Is no in your vocabulary? Uh, no. No isn't a thing at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Join the Bergstrom Auto family. At Tom's Auto Center, we like to say we're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Because we're one of the largest independent auto shops in the area. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. With 12 bays and a lively group of highly skilled mechanics, we're able to do just that. Tom'sAutoCenter.com. Tom's Auto Center. We're the getter fixed, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Let's look around Major League Baseball, though. The Rangers get a 4 nothing win over the Rays, and oh my God, the Rays, I know Rowdy had this in Gun and 60, but the Rays drew the lo- uh, lowest attendance of any postseason baseball game for their wild card game since when, Rowdy? 1919, the same World Series that um, actually was the Black Sox, the betting <laughs> scandal. There was 19,704 people at the drop. Wow. That's playoff baseball. Literally no one cares down there if you're a Rays fan. Uh, Let's see. Also around the league, the Twins fans, let us rejoice. Twins finally win. 18 years in the making. The Twins uh, beat the Blue Jays 3-1. I'll save something about that momentarily. I think the Twins were lucky. The Twins were lucky because they didn't draw the Yankees. As a first round Dude, matchup. Lucky the Yankees stunk this year. And then the Phillies beat the Marlins four to one. I know a former zone employee Ben Kenny had the the world's the world's biggest littlest boner ever. Littlest biggest? With Bryce Harper denying his uh, third base coach to stop and saying, I'm coming home, baby. As the Phillies get it done. Hey, but Rowdy for uh Is he still crying about Michael Lorenzen? Well, it's Ben Kenny. I, of course he's crying. I did see that he was very upset that Zach Wheeler was pulled from <laughs> yeah. that game. And he's a big puller of pitchers. Which was weird. But check this out for uh, the Twins. Rowdy was, uh, I looked this article up after Rowdy came in this morning before the show started. I was like, dude, you got to check this out. So the last time, so when the Twins last won a playoff game, Carlos Correa was 10 years old. The number one movie at the time was Shark Tale. Did you ever watch Shark Tale, Rowdy? No, I don't even know what that is. Uh, Shark Tale, DreamWorks. Nelly's album Suit oh, was a top album for the weekend. What an album. It features, you know, over and over with that Tim McGraw on it. <laughs> Sweat and Suit. So that was awesome. Uh, CBS's CSI was the number one show on television in October, followed by American Idol. And then your top song of the week, the last... The last time that the Twins, 18 years ago, won a playoff game. Goodies by Sierra featuring Petey Pablo. (laughs) And this was pre-Russell Wilson with Sierra, by the way. 
That's a long time ago. My God, Sierra. Mm. So there's a little, uh, some tidbits there. Last time the Twins won a playoff game. 18 years ago. Crazy. Line one, good morning. So yesterday ah! I... Oh, the Twins fan himself? Man. What's up, dude? I cried tears of joy over a baseball game for the first time in 19 years, Evo. Ahead with felt like, good. You, you, have, you have no idea. My kids are standing around me going, Dad, are you crying? And I'm like, yes. The last time you yes, guys won I a am. playoff game, Dick, <laughs> Dick Cheney and John Edwards were having a vice presidential debate. Also, gasoline, gasoline was a dollar, gasoline was a dollar ninety-three a gallon. I Whoa. I had gotten married four months prior. And the Sports I'm, Illustrated declared and Sports Illustrated declared the Golden Gophers a new Big Ten football power. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my God! It. I, I will tell you if you have not seen that uh, the the play where Jorge Polanco whiffed on the uh, slow roller down the third base line, and then Carlos Correa comes barehanded and fires a missile to get Dante Bichette at the plate. If you haven't seen that play yet, I recommend going and seeing that because that is going to be the highlight of the entire playoffs. When the Twins win the World Series this year, I'm sorry. What was that? To that play is no, no, no. Well, when you the said when the Twins win the World, World Series this year. Wait, yeah, Man, that's you guys right. are, when the you're Twins getting, win you're the World real Series. greedy after waiting 18 years to just get one win. <laughs> uh, you're darn right. I mean, we have Sonny Gray on the mound going up against Jose Barrios today. It's going to be great. A twin versus a former twin. Be likened to the Derek Jeter flip to uh, Jorge Posada in the playoffs. I believe that was a four. That same year, the first, they beat the Twins. Anyway, that play is going to be likened to, to the cheater flip. Wow. And you're going to see it all over in advertisements and stuff. It's going to be crazy. For all of you that had your first date riding around the field in a tractor cab, this is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back to our show, and thanks for being with us on this beautiful Thursday morning. Hope you're able to get outside today and enjoy this wonderful weather that we're having in early October. Whether it's out on the farm or joining us at World Dairy Expo, be sure to take it in while this great weather lasts. It's been a little bit since I last joined you, and the temperatures probably haven't changed a whole lot since I was last with you in August, but a lot else has changed. Now we're very much in the midst of the harvest season. It's become a very busy time of year for those of you who are out there harvesting and especially for those folks who are very involved in dairy with World Dairy Expo going on this week. And with all of that busyness, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, especially when you have deadlines to meet and you're trying to fight against the weather and some of the other obstacles that might pop up. So I have a positive thought that I would like to share with you, something for you to hold on to as you might face some of these challenges. This is a quote from Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, of course, was the founder of Apple, and he had a lot of good thoughts about work and being productive and trying to stay positive through difficult times. Here's this quote. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work, and the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. My, how true is that? For those of us in agriculture, 
we have to remind ourselves sometimes that the work that we do is great work. And you have to love what you do, especially with some of the challenges that those of us involved in agriculture face on a daily basis. So if you need that little extra reminder, well, here it is for you. So hold on to that as you go about your day. Stay tuned because we're about to hear from Pam Yonke as she speaks with Ashley Hoon from the Steffes Group. Time for an update with our friends from the Steffes Group. Say it with me, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And don't forget about their toll-free number, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hoon from the Steffes Group. Actually, along with us on the road, as is typical for our conversations. Where are you heading now, Ashley? Uh, we're heading down to Omaha to set up an auction uh, that's an uh, uh, automotive machine shop auction. So a lot of uh, cool old stuff on that, including a 67 Mustang Fastback. Oh, that sounds cherry. That sounds nice. Hey, you know, just out of curiosity, have you guys ever, like, pulled up mileage records? How many miles do you think you put on in a year just in, the, just in your truck? Oh, yeah. You know, guys like us, myself, and the sales guys, we're putting anywhere from thirty-five to 50000 a year on our trucks. And I thought I was I thought I was something with 25 or so. Boy, you guys just keep rolling. And that doesn't account for all the air miles you put in as well. You're going to get a chance to do a little bit more traveling. You said one big auction coming up next week that you really want to focus in on and then maybe a chance to breathe for just a minute. Yeah, you know, October is a little bit slower on the agriculture side, but we got a big construction auction coming up and that's going to have stuff from four or five states uh, a lot of good equipment on that sale so if you're looking for something uh do tree lines with or stuff around the farm definitely take a look at that and then uh, we'll be quiet for a couple of weeks and then uh, starting november to the end of the year over 100 auctions again Right. And as we said, folks, if you want to see those auctions, what they have to offer, the best place to start is their website. Comprehensive information right there, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And I'm assuming you still have a couple spots open on your dance card, Ashley. If people are thinking about an auction, want to maybe look at first quarter 2024, 800 8609 Is that starting to book up as well? Yeah, we do have something, some stuff booked for the 2024 year, but I think there's just going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity in this fourth quarter. December is going to be good. It, it typically is the best time to sell out of the calendar year. So uh, I know it's going to be busy, and it's going to be a good opportunity to sell before we think the market's going to go down next year. Yeah, very good point. You know, and that's the other thing. When you pick up that phone call or that phone and give them a call, you can get some insights on what's happening in the marketplace. Uh, you don't really see uh, auctioneers' opinions or comments being shared through the Wall Street Journal or Bloom, Bloomberg or anything like that. You might have to pick up the phone and find out how things are feeling. You had already mentioned, Ashley, you feel like real estate is slowing down just a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely plateaued. It's not as hot as it was. And, you know, you think about spending a million dollars on a 80-acre tract, you know, you get to all the neighbors doing that, pretty soon nobody's got any money left. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, again, like I said, folks, if you want to get a sense of how things are pacing for maybe the items uh, you're thinking about putting up on an auction, you can give them a call, 800-726-8609, or as always, information galore at thestuffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Ashley Hewitt along with us from the Steffes Group.
Well, Munich, Germany may be concluding their Oktoberfest celebrations for the year, but we're still going strong. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for Bavaria Sausage. Open 24 hours a day, seven days a week online, BavariaSausage.com. Don't forget their Facebook page or their retail location at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitch Road Road in Fitchburg. Open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. Yes, they are your Oktoberfest celebration center. From looking the part with Oktoberfest plates, tableware, and tablecloths, right on through to the menu you offer. Of course, it's about the old-world German flavor in their bratwurst, their weistwurst, their wieners, their landjagers, summer sausages, and liverwurst. But don't forget, there's also all of the support mechanisms for an Oktoberfest celebration. How about their dumplings, their spatzel, their gravies, their sauces? Celebrate Oktoberfest authentically. Bavaria Sausage. You've been hearing a lot about World Dairy Expo for the last couple of days, and that's because it's a big deal. It is a worldwide gathering of anybody who loves dairy. And because it's such a big deal, people outside of the dairy industry are paying attention. People throughout the state of Wisconsin, people from across the country, and even the world are tuning in to what's happening right here in Madison, Wisconsin. Because of that, Governor Tony Evers came out to World Dairy Expo just the other day to see what was going on, to meet with exhibitors, to talk to people at the trade show, and again, recognize the value that dairy and agriculture as a whole brings to the state of Wisconsin. I had the chance to catch up with him and ask him a couple of questions, and here's a few thoughts that he has about World Dairy Expo and also the dairy industry. To be here once again at this wonderful opportunity around dairy here in the state of Wisconsin across the world. You know, it's interesting, I was just talking to some of the folks that run the place, and they're talking about in order to do this, they have to have up in the neighborhood of 400 people that volunteer their time just to work out here and, uh, you know, moving things around. And uh, it's just an extraordinary thing, not only the content of it, but it's, uh, it's a testament of really, really good human behavior, I would say. So, and it's all for dairy, of course. Governor, what are your thoughts on being back for another year of World Dairy Expo? What have you enjoyed seeing so far? Well, I always like seeing the exhibits, and actually I stopped and ate some cheese already, so that uh, that's that's a good thing. But it, it is. It's more about, you know, meeting up with people, talking to them about the industry, it's asking why they're here. Uh, but it's also nice to give me a chance to be with the leadership and to have them tell me about issues that they want to see maybe looking a little better going forward. But uh, overall, it's just a matter of being here to celebrate dairy in, in Wisconsin, obviously. But, you know, this is an international event, so it's, it takes it a little bit different level of excitement. Looking at the most recent budget that was just passed, what specific initiatives in dairy are you most proud of? Well, I think it's uh, the whole issue of, uh, well, first of all, dairy processing. Uh, there's no question about that. In fact, i talking to a couple in there that got one of those grants and tried their cheese. They're doing a great job. I can vouch for that. So I would say the processing that we've done in the dairy industry, I think that's been really important. And, and I think it feeds into the other one, and that's the whole issue of exporting. And uh, the more we can have really interesting uh, processes that uh, are on the issue of uh, processing cheese and, and getting it across the world, I think, that's, I think they're actually connected really well. Now, shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about our Thursday morning market numbers. 
Right now, cash corn is trading at 484. That is down two cents. Cash soybeans are trading at 1264 and three quarters, down eight and a quarter. December 2023 wheat is trading at 560 and three quarters, up three quarters. New crop wheat is trading at 624 and a quarter, up one and a quarter. November class three milk contract is trading at 1706 a hundred weight. That is down one cent. And December milk is trading at 1742 a hundred weight. That is up two cents. Now remember, be sure to stay up to date with us on all things agriculture by listening to our podcast. You can download it at thefarmwi.com. Coming up, I will be speaking with Matt Trannell from Everag, and he will be giving us an update on how the dairy markets are looking. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Goodman's Jewelers has been providing a sparkle to Madison since 1933. That's a lot of great memories. John Hayes for Goodman's Jewelers. We've been caring for generations of customers, and during that time, our strengths have been trust, service, and selection. Those traits are who we are, and that will never change. Goodman's Jewelers, a destination worth reaching. 220 State Street, goodmansjewelers.com. The best is at Goodman's. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today, we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Collini Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. Actuate LLC. Design, create, actuate. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And it's time now for a market update with our friends from Everegg. We are joined this morning by Matt Trannell, broker with Everegg. And he's going to give us an update on what's going on with the dairy markets, which is always a big deal to us, but especially right now with World Dairy Expo here in Madison, people are paying attention. So, Matt, let's start out and talk about what you're seeing as far as movement with cheese and butter prices. Yeah, so I think the one that uh, really catches everybody's eyes right now is butter. Right now, butter is making uh, new highs. Uh, We were up around uh, $3.40 a pound. 
And most in the industry are wondering how high that particular price can go. And a lot of dairymen are, are very excited to see that additional value that they're getting paid on their milk checks via butter fat. But as of present, the current situation kind of uh, revolves around uh, tightness of milk, specifically out of the uh, southwest part of the country. If we watch the slaughter reports, if we watch any type of dispersal sales, a lot of the cows that are leaving this industry happen to be coming out of that uh, New Mexico type area amongst other states down there. And so what we've seen is we've seen cream multiples uh, strengthen up here um, real recently throughout the country. And generally speaking, when cream multiples uh, tighten up and cream cream tightens up in general, uh, you're going to see some of the milk come out of the butter churns, which has led um, essentially a couple of processors to be able to really kind of control the market. There's only so many players in the butter market, and if they are willing to hold on to that butter, if they if it's sitting in very strong hands, which it is, then you can really watch this market uh, increase and stay higher than what you would think for, for an extended period of time. We are going to see a lot of butter uh, utilized around the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays, and so uh, we could definitely see this price remain high and be supportive of class four prices specifically, which we don't have a lot of exposure in in the upper Midwest, but also class three uh, prices as well. Class three has a much smaller uh, piece of butter fat uh, within its uh, pricing formula, but it's still in there nonetheless. So I do expect to see butter uh, remain pretty solid here for a couple of months. But once we get on the backside of the holiday baking season, we're probably looking at a little downside in, in, in butter markets. Uh, futures would already indicate that traders believe that this is more of a short-term run than not. Uh, when you look at the cheese market, we couldn't be looking at a more opposite situation. Uh, you look at cheddar barrels, we peaked around $1.85 a pound uh, about a month and a half ago. Today, we find ourselves down towards that $1.50, $1.55 area. Uh, barrels, it seems like we're trying to uh, get low enough so that uh, the cheese market can find uh, different export orders and maybe lighten up the amount of barrels that we're producing at any given time. Um, it does seem like a market that is oversupplied in general unless we do find some type of export bid. Uh, you look at the uh, cold storage reports, and between July and August, we only draw, drew down the inventory by 3.5 million pounds, which typically we're at about 25 million pounds. And it's just kind of showing that uh, this particular rally that we're having is more of a uh, – sorry, this particular – uh, market that we have is more or less a supply type story than a demand type story. If it was more demand in nature, we would likely be still trading up towards that 18, 19 type price. Whereas today we find ourselves in that uh, in that $17 zone. So um, we need to find some type of export in cheese in order to balance this market uh, sooner than later. Again, we're joined by Matt Trannell, broker from EverAgg. And while we still have a little bit of time, Matt, I want to talk real quick about what you are seeing as far as a rising U.S. dollar index. 
Yeah, so the U.S. dollar is at present at uh, yearly highs. And um, what that kind of does or what, what the implications of that is are is that um, it's going to cost uh, importers of U.S. product additional cash in order to bring our product out of the United States and into theirs. And so you look at some of our major buyers, Mexico for one, Mexico has been a huge buyer as of recent for non-fat specifically, but they've been a huge outlet for uh, cheese. And quite frankly, a rising US dollar is gonna make all of that product more and more expensive. So that's a huge risk for the United States that we're gonna price ourselves out of some of these export opportunities. Uh, we always talk about Southeast Asia as another market. Um, at $1.50, $1.55, and $1.66 blocks, a rising U.S. dollar just means that we need to get lower in the cheddar, black, and barrel market in order to acquire any type of export order. And so that does potentially make us uh, need to fall down to that $1.40, $1.45 area versus maybe capturing an export order at $1.50, $1.55. So the U.S. dollar rising like it is is very troublesome for the United States. Uh, it is making the product a lot more expensive. And real quick, Matt, before we have to let you go, uh, the quarterly stocks report came out, and there were a couple of surprises. Can you tell us what was the biggest surprise to you in that? Yeah, so there's a surprise on corn and soybeans. So corn, we watched the uh, quarterly stocks ending number come in about 70 million bushels, less than what the consensus number was. And so corn was supportive uh, based upon that report. Looking at the protein side, protein was very uh, supportive about around $385 a ton. Uh, we were 26 million bushels above the consensus. And so protein fell through that 385 zone and dropped all the way down to 365. And given the uncertainty regarding soybean yields with hot and dry weather, uh, we believe that